Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, this story of Dong Jingwei, the, one of the spy chiefs of China, potentially defecting to the United States and giving us a treasure trove of information, something out of a spy movie, is one of the most fascinating stories and probably deeply impactful stories to our country, you're going to hear all week. Here's the problem. Is the story true or not? Do we have this Chinese Communist Party spy in our hands who defected and is giving up the motherload of, informa- or do we, or motherload of information or do we not? There's another angle of the story. The author of the piece at Red State, Jennifer Van Laar, I'm going to have her on my radio show later today in the top of the second hour if you want to listen. We're going to get to the... We're going to try to get to the bottom. I hate that term, but there's so much going on. Hey, I protect my data with a VPN. You should too. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Pick up a VPN today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show today. Loaded show today. That and it has been a really bad couple of weeks for liberals. I know you're like, what do you mean? Biden, they're, they're killing us everywhere. No, ladies and gentlemen, they're not. Yeah, they're doing a lot of bad stuff. But their garbage voter interference bill uh, went down in flames last night. They don't know what to do. The rebellions erupting around the country against CRT. You all are winning on these on these battles. You're winning. I'm going to show you the proof later today. Pack show. Again, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You ever read the fine print? It appears when you're in incognito mode browsing the internet. It says your activity might still be visible to your employer, your school, your internet service provider. Well, What's the point of calling it incognito? I don't, I don't think that means what they think it means. <laughs> to really stop people from seeing the sites you visit, you need to do what we do here and use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you've used Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, hotel, your parents' house. Hey, without ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the administrator of the network, even in incognito mode. I mean, you want all these people, your parents included, seeing all the things you've been looking at? <laughs> What's more, your home internet provider, I'm talking Comcast, AT&T, whatever, can also see and record your browsing data. And in the U.S., they're legally allowed to sell that data to advertisers. ExpressVPN is an app. It encrypts all your network data and reroutes it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays just that, private. ExpressVPN works on all your devices. It's super easy to use. The app literally is one button. You just tap it to connect. Can't get any simpler. And then your browsing activity is secure from those prying eyeballs. Stop letting strangers invade your online privacy. Protect yourself today at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Use my link. And get three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. All right, Joe, let's go. Daddy. (laughs) So what the Hades is going on with Dong Jingwei? I covered this story on Friday. Friday's usually our lightest listened to show because it's Friday. But lately, the Friday shows have been blowing it up. Friday show of last week, I want nuclear for us. And we covered this explosive story by Jennifer Van Lahr, who again will be on my radio show later today at Red State, about a Chinese spy chief, whatever you want to call him, a upper level manager, if they even have those in the communist system, in their intelligence program, who allegedly is defected to the United States, said he was coming over here to visit his daughter, according to the story. When he came over here, he was not here to visit his daughter. He may have visited his daughter, but he visited the DIA too, our defense intelligence agency. And again, according to the story, he gave up the mother load of information. Here was the story from a couple weeks ago. Red State Jennifer Van Lahr. I'll include it in today's newsletter as well. Exclusive. High-ranking Chinese defector has, quote, direct knowledge of several Chinese special weapons programs. Within the piece, there's a couple of nuggets in here. I want to add to this story today because there's a lot of confusion and I think misinformation out there about what is going on, and I think I have the reason why. Van Lahr says that her sources say it's partially true, that FBI Director Christopher Wray was ambushed with this information, they say, and Langley was also unaware. In other words, that they had this spy chief from China. Why were they, why were they keeping it from the CIA? It goes on. It says, sources say DIA leadership kept the defector within their clandestine services network to prevent Langley and the State Department from accessing the person whose existence was kept secret from other agencies. Get a load of this. Because DIA leadership believes there are Chinese spies or sources inside the FBI, CIA, and several other federal agencies. Folks, 
This story requires no exaggeration for effect. Just read and listen to what I just told you, that we may have an upper-level official from the Chinese Communist Party spying infrastructure, which, listen, they're enemies of the United States, but they are very good at what they do. Believe me, we were warned over and over. When I went to Beijing with the Secret Service, we were warned repeatedly in, in briefs upon briefs upon briefs that they are very, very good at what they do. They didn't let me out of their sight for two seconds. I stayed in the Shangri-La over there, and I had to advance the hotel for Michael Chertoff, do the advance. I was not out of their sight for more than a second, and there's things they wouldn't show us. You know, when you go in a hotel and you do an advance for the Secret Service, you want to see everything, where the fire systems are, where the hotel security stays. You want to know it all, because God forbid there's an emergency with your protectee there. You have to know where to go, right? Pretty common sense. I'll never forget advancing that hotel for Michael Chertoff, who was the DHS secretary at the time. And you have a handler. You just do. That's the way the Chinese government works. Followed me everywhere. Stairwells, I'd be going up and down the stairwells. Why? You want to figure out how you can get out of the hotel if there's a fire. They have crash bars. Is it a positive pressure stairwell? You got to do all this stuff. It's a, you, know, you don't just walk in a hotel and secure it. It takes days and weeks to do it. But sometimes I would go to open a door and in the United States and pretty much around the world, there's a key guy you take with you. They open a door and they show you what's in there. Not in China. Not on that trip. I'd go to open a door. I'd get the, the finger wag. No, 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 no. No, thank you. Can I go in there? No, you can't go in there. Why not? Because I said you can't go in there. They don't mess around. They are very good at what they do. Did they manage to infiltrate our CIA? Folks, this could be the bombshell of all bombshells. But here's the problem. Do we have this guy or not? Do we have Dong Jingwei or not? I'm going to ask again the author later on the show. I'm not going to ask her who her sources are. Obviously, she seems very confident in the story. Here's the problem. Now, keep in mind, this is the Daily Yeast. They have the credibility of, I mean, one of those like tabloids you see at the checkout aisle in the supermarket that alleges that someone's been abducted by space aliens and had seven babies. That's the Daily Yeast. But the yeast has a story up called Fed Shootdown Rumor of China's missing spymaster that he defected to the U.S. It says a government official told Spy Talk, that's this guy Jeff Stein, I guess, that Dong Jingwei, the vice minister of China's principal espionage and internal security agency, that he fled to the U.S., that these stories are simply false. Why would a government official say that? Do we have this guy or not? Because if we do, this is the mother load. This could be backbreaking for the Chinese Communist Party. Imagine all the assets that would be locked up instantly if we knew about assets embedded in our intelligence infrastructure working on behalf of China. We could scoop them up all at one time. But this is what it says in the Daily Beast piece. And I'll get to motives in a second because it can explain why. Van Lahr from Red State saying, hey, my sources are saying we've got this guy. The Daily East is saying government officials are saying we don't have this guy. From the East, quote, but on Tuesday, a U.S. official reached out to say reports of Dong's defection were not true. Speaking strictly on terms of anonymity, the official declined to elaborate further, including on Dong's present whereabouts, only hinting that the counterspy remains in China. Hmm. It seems odd. I don't know Jennifer Van Lahr, but I know Red State. Their reporters are quite good. Why they would put up a story like that and just fabricate it would be puzzling. They don't have a reputation for that. It's uh, darn right it's a head scratcher. Big head scratcher. Why would they? She wouldn't write that if she didn't have some basis to write it. Clearly, someone told Van Lahr that. But someone also claiming to have credibility is telling this guy, Jeff Stein, at the Daily Yeast, we don't have the guy. What would be the motive for that? Oh, I read a little further down the yeast. Now it's all coming together. Very important quote from the piece. Some longtime observers of U.S.-China relations think that the Biden administration's willingness to address such a normally highly secretive issue was motivated by two issues. So here are the two issues he thinks is behind the Biden administration. saying We don't have this spy. He says, issue one. 
Maybe they did it to excise an unnecessary additional irritant in the still downward spiraling bilateral relationship. So the Daily Yeast, come back to me for a second here. The Yeast is saying, issue one, why the Biden administration may be denying this. We don't have this spy. Not true. It's all fake. Is because the relationship with China is crap. Maybe Biden doesn't want to deteriorate the relationship further. I'm not asking for you to agree or disagree with this. I'm just telling you what the yeast is getting from their source. That maybe we do have him. Biden's lying about it to not embarrass China. It's possible. Could be. Option two, though, I think is just fascinating. A second and possibly equal motive to lie about having Dong Jingwei, I might add, is to beat back a Republican campaign to deflect blame for the coronavirus pandemic in America from Donald Trump to China's Wuhan lab, and by extension, Fauci, who's been critical of the former president's response to the disease. Holy Moses, if that option two is correct. Folks, we have a scandal again. I, I don't even know. I forget who's the biggest. And because so many of these scandals right now are so big, it's tough to categorize and triage what the biggest, second biggest, third biggest. You know, it's like my daughter when I ask her, she goes, and my fifth favorite, my nine-year-old, when she tells me about candy, I go, Amelia, you can't have a fifth favorite. You have a favorite and everything else. That's not the way favorites work. I can't even grade the level of the scandal if we have a spy chief from China and we're preparing to turn him back over to China because he's saying things that would prove Trump right. Think about it. Process what I just told you for a minute. I'll wait. Anyone? Have. So the confusion could, could be that we do have this guy, this spy chief. The Biden administration is keeping it from GOP lawmakers and everyone else because it may prove Trump right. In other words, Dong Jingwei may have come over here with information that they did, in fact, create the coronavirus in a Chinese bioweapons lab that we paid for, which Donald Trump has insisted China was at fault the entire time, which would prove him right and make Joe Biden and the liberal Democrats look like total buffoons. That the Daily Yeast is even discussing this. Folks, if this is true, we have reached a point in our history so low um, it's hard to fathom how to dig out of that, that, that valley. We have or may have a massive intelligence resource with the mother load of information that could benefit the national security and international stability of the United States by potentially dealing a crushing blow to a nuclear-powered enemy of the United States, and we're doing nothing about it, or maybe discussing the turnover of this guy with China as a leverage point, because if he speaks and it gets out, it could embarrass Biden and make Donald Trump look good. It's a bad week for libs, folks. Critical race theory going down in flames. There's a rebellion everywhere all over the country. Fires of rebellion against racism in this country being lit on the conservative side. Liberals on the defensive their voter interference bill going down in flames, a potential spy chief of China appearing to make uh, prove Donald Trump right, could be a really, really bad week for the Democrats. But where is Dong Jingwei? I mean, you would think, you know, listen, I wasn't in the intelligence field. I was in the security law enforcement space, but we dealt with intelligence often. We had to. When we went over to a foreign country to do an advance, whether in Beijing, whether in China, uh, when I was in Beijing, Beijing is not a country, of course, when I was in China, in Beijing, you deal with our intelligence officials over there. They give you country briefs and they teach you how to deal with other intelligence officials. There's a rather easy way for the Chinese government to dispel the myth that one of their spy chiefs, using uh, Hunter Biden's alleged terminology there. I'm talking about a different guy, of course, Hunter Biden was. But there'd be an easy way to dispel these myths. Can anybody guess what it is? How to prove Dong Jingwei is in China? Joe? Justin Gee? Anyone? Anyone have an idea how the I Chinese could do that? I'd like to see him. There you go. Joe. Yeah. Joe's yeah. massive trove of counterintelligence experience 
Joe spent years as a counterintelligence yeah. operative pretending to be an audio engineer at WCBM. That's how smart he is. Right? Just show the guy. Put him on TV. Hey, it's Dong Jingwei. Hello, Dong. I mean, just put him on TV. Do the, do the proof of life. Show a newspaper. Here's Dong Jingwei in China with a newspaper headline. This isn't hard. Why won't they do that? Ladies and gentlemen, where is Dong Jingwei? It's only one of the most important questions of our time right now. No, I'm not kidding. The treasure trove of information he allegedly has, CIA spies working for China, the origins of the coronavirus, assets, Chinese spy assets in the United States, the names of foreign ministers from China whose kids are in the United States under pseudonyms because they're spying here. Do you understand the damage that would do to China? But nobody can figure out where he is. This is interesting. A story I saw in Newsweek by John Feng. Who is Dong Jingwei? Alleged Chinese defector's disappearance is shrouded in mystery. Again, folks, it doesn't have to be shrouded in mystery. Where is Dong Jingwei? Just put a picture. You think China, the world's largest surveillance state, doesn't know where Dong Jingwei is? Are you crazy? From the Newsweek piece, this story gets even crazier. Less than 24 hours after Dong's name was revealed on June 17th, and the rumors began circulating amongst Chinese-language news sites in the U.S. and beyond, China's Ministry of State Security announced that Dong had made a recent appearance at a counterintelligence seminar. Oh, okay. He's in China. No worries, Joe. Story goes away. He was at a counterintelligence seminar. Uh, wait, wait, wait. There's a second part to this. Yet during the talk last Friday, Dong reportedly told intelligence officers to be aware of infiltration tactics and espionage by foreign actors. In particular, Dong warned officials of insiders who were colluding with foreign intelligence agencies to conduct anti-China activities. Oh, all right. Dong Jingwei gave a speech in China last week saying, beware of those foreign actors. Don't you dare collude with people like the United States. Story's over, folks. Story's over. Dong Jingwei's in China. Forget it. Well, of course, if the story was over, I wouldn't be bringing it up on my show and I would have just wasted all your time because the story's not over. There's another part to this in the Newsweek article. Quote, the report was carried by the website of China's Central Political and Legal Affairs Commission, yet it did not specify where the talk took place and did not include a picture of Dong or the other participants. <laughs> Joe, do you have Donnie Brasco by any chance? I know it's, we haven't used him in a while, but it's kind of a time for Donnie if there ever was one. What are you going to do? Like, do moments. <laughs> what are you going to do? China can't seem to produce. <laughs> Thanks, Donnie. <laughs> I don't know what to do. China can't seem to produce a picture of Dong Jingwei. So just to wrap this up before we move to the rebellion stage of the show, I'd like you to join the rebellion, too, that's going on across America. And, oh, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I'd just like to sum this up. A well-sourced reporter from Red State is saying her sources are saying, we have Dong Jingwei and he's given up the motherlode. The Daily Yeast, who I don't trust as far as I can throw him, but is claiming to have a source. I'm willing to hear him out. Source is anonymous. Fair enough. So is Van Lars source. Is saying, no, we don't have Dong Jingwei. The Chinese government is saying, we've got Dong Jingwei. Yet the Chinese government can't produce a picture of Dong Jingwei. Somebody's lying. Remember the DuckTales episode? DuckTales, where they get the harp that tells when you're lying. You are lying. lying. Somebody <laughs> is lying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I watched a lot of cartoons growing up. Ah, sorry. I had younger brothers, too. Oh, I'm not blaming on them. Thundercat, like Thundercats, too. He-Man was another favorite. Somebody's not telling the truth, folks. Somebody is not telling the truth. All right, next, coming up. Don't miss it. Join the rebellion today. We're recruiting, and it is delicious. This is just, but the left doesn't know what to do. They are stunned. 
Hey, as you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for the busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You'll receive two-for-one low price plus free shipping. How do you get them? Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code Dan, D-A-N, my first name. There you'll find out how not only to get this amazing offer, but deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets. They have these crazy good slippers I have down here and so much more. Call 1-800-951-7163 and use promo code Dan for the discount. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use promo code Dan. Thanks to my pillow. We appreciate it. So, ladies and gentlemen, join the rebellion today. It is happening everywhere. And as I said to you before, the left doesn't know what to do. They are so used to having dominated the culture wars and winning on just about every issue. And they have. They're running up the score in the culture wars that they thought the implementation of critical race theory and teaching our kids to hate each other based on skin color. Folks, I'm telling you, leftist, leftist activists thought they would implement this and tattoo it on your kid's brain, teaching them to be racist through critical race theory. They thought they would receive no resistance at all or nothing of substance. I'm telling you, I know how the left is. I've been dealing with these losers my entire adult life. I've seen them. I've seen them up close through my last job. I've seen what they talk about. I've heard what they're talking about behind the scenes, what they've talked about. These are genuinely evil, awful people. They saw critical race theory as one of the final implementation steps to fully indoctrinate American youth for generations into division and divisiveness, and they need division and divisiveness. Why? Why? Why do they want to teach our kids to be racist? Do you understand the end game? I know you do. You're a super smart audience. You email me about it. Why? Why does the left need division while conservatives promote cohesion? Why? Because conservatives, as I discussed in yesterday's show, don't have a message problem. We've had a messaging problem. We're just not good at marketing. But our message is terrific. Economic liberty, education liberty, healthcare liberty, no red tape, freedom, the Second Amendment, the right to defend yourself. We have a terrific message, right? They don't, the left. The left has a crap message. So to distract you from their message, higher taxes, government red tape, government-controlled healthcare, they engage in sophisticated marketing. Identity politics and division is one of their marketing techniques to get us to hate each other. When they get us to hate each other and they blame it on the white patriarchy, the Democrats come in as the savior. It's the only way they get elected. Oh, look what we're going to do. You all are victims. Everybody hates you, especially the white man. The white patriarchy's out to get you, and we are the only people in the breach stopping you from being victimized by the white male patriarchy. It's all marketing meant to distract you from the Democrats' real message, which is racism, tyranny, and fascism. That's the left's new goal, anti-civil liberties advocacy. Does that make sense? Does, that, does everybody get that? Is, I, it, you need to understand yeah. that. It, good. I hope, because sometimes I'm not sure if I explain this one. It's all of this critical race theory and other stuff is a division tactic meant to distract you from the real message so that the left can come in and act like the savior against the white male patriarchy that you're all like, what white male patriarchy? Exactly. They were expecting to steamroll you. But I saw a great piece in the Washington Examiner. Be in my newsletter today, bongino.com slash newsletter if you'd like to subscribe. <laughs> this is a good one. Hugo Gordon, Washington Examiner. Woke militants blunder into a parental buzzsaw. Oh, did you ever walk in a buzzsaw here? The left, you want to talk about the massive, the most massive, enormous political miscalculation in modern American history. I'm telling you, this is it. This is up there with the Tea Party rebellion. And the beautiful part about it is now it's spilling into other issues, too transgender activism with regards to bathrooms. Parents are waking up all over because now they're learning how to organize and go to school board meetings and do what they're entitled to do as citizens, speak out peacefully against people they've elected. They're learning. They're organizing. They're getting each other's emails. 
They're, they're, they're showing up in each other's houses. They're showing up at school boards. They're learning how to raise money, how to raise attention and awareness, how to use the media. Ladies and gentlemen, these are all skills. These are skills. These are tangible, touchable, feelable skills. They're skills you need that the left has used for generations to change our country for the worse. And as I've said often, that old adage, it's absolutely correct. Replicate genius. Do not create mediocrity. You may not like the left, but they have won the culture wars based on these exact same tactics. Public organization, strategic use of the media. Now we're doing the same thing. And the militant wokesters, as Hugo Gordon says in the beginning, have walked into a buzzsaw with American parents they never saw coming. From the piece, this is a great line. This is a counter-revolution that may topple the edifice of left-wing lies about our culture and our country. Amen. To switch metaphors, the ideological abuse of school children might be a bridge too far. This is a fatal overreach by left-wing bullies. These militants may, as a result, be thwarted in their repellent efforts to make ours a less successful and less admirable nation. They reckoned on ordinary Americans remaining docile like those proverbial frogs in gradually heated water. But they have probably miscalculated. Oh, they haven't probably miscalculated. This is the biggest political miscalculation I have seen in decades. I am not exaggerating. You just thought parents were going to sit back as you teach their kids to be racist? Are you insane? Were you expecting us that you, you tried your old tricks? Oh, no, no, parents, sit down and shut up. You're racist if you speak out against critical race theory. And what did parents do? They showed up at school boards and simply read from these critical race theory-based texts. These, these, uh, the teaching of sexuality in school as well, transgender activism, they're simply reading from a lot of these texts. Some of them describing sexual activities I'm not even going to describe on this show because there may be kids listening. Like, you're teaching this to our, our first graders? And the parents are like, you can't talk about that in a meeting. Wait, 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 let me get this straight. It's, it's so provocative, we can't talk about it in a public meeting, but you want to teach first graders. Huh? You need some video audio examples of this? And before I get to them, I want to thank these parents. Loudoun County has become an epicenter of activism. We'll see what happens in the Virginia governor election coming up. If Glenn Youngkin, the Republican candidate, pulls off a victory and now what's become deep blue Virginia, you can thank leftist critical racist theory activists. Here, this happened yesterday at a school board meeting in Loudoun County. The school board, I want you to listen about halfway through. They open it up for private comment. It was packed because you, the awesome patriots patriots of this country who are not going to take this crap lying down anymore, you showed up. And you replicated genius. You realized public activism and leveraging the media is the way to change the culture. And you showed up. God bless you for doing it. Join the rebellion today. It's only growing. They showed up for a public comment period. The public comment period was so overwhelmed with people speaking out against racist critical race theory that the school board that you elected and pay in Loudoun County decided they were going to shut it down. Check this out. You're teaching children to hate others because of their skin color. And you're forcing them to lie about other kids' gender. I am disgusted by your bigotry. Joan Mobley to be followed by Donna Russell. (laughs) Madam Chair, I move to end public comment. There's been a motion to end public comment. Is there a second? I second. Motion made by Ms. Reeser and seconded by Ms. King. Is there any discussion? All in favor, please raise your hand and say aye. Aye. Ms. Corbo, can I record your vote, please? Aye. Thank you. The motion carries 9-0. Public comment is now ended. We will move to our next agenda item. Well, the people in that meeting weren't having that. They are the public. You know, their big R, God-given right to assemble. I mean, they do pay these people in Loudoun County on their school board. They are paid by taxpayer dollars. So the rebellion wasn't having any of that. 
nice, which feels good to be on the right side of history, even when it can be a little bit uncomfortable. So here's what happened afterwards. Trying to shut down, it turns, uh, it turns out, American patriots who are paying these people when they're trying to talk to them about bathroom activism and trying to teach their kids to be racist is never going to end well when you try to make their comments end. Check this out. Listen, I'm an emotional guy. I pretend not to be, but I am. Don't let the square draw and face for radio fool you. I'm so proud of you. I, I, I don't know if that matters or doesn't. I don't who cares what I think, but I really am. Maybe it does matter. Maybe it doesn't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm really, I'm so proud of you across this country. I'm, I'm proud of everyone. Really, I, I can't even, you know, we just needed this right now. You, like I said, Join the rebellion that's happening today. Know you're on the right side of liberty and freedom and dignity and national cohesion and unity and a better constitutional republic in the future. It's not silly or ridiculous to say that we're a country that should learn, you know, to love each other. That we should learn to love our country. We should learn national cohesion. We should learn about what divided us and get past it. and Learn how to not divide us in the future. We should learn about our national scars, and we should also learn about the healing that occurred after them. We should learn about the causes for those national scars and the brave men and women, the Harriet Tubmans, the warriors in the Civil War fought to wipe the, the scourge of slavery from our country, the civil rights warriors in the deeply democratic South who want and fought for the civil liberties of all Americans. Many dying and tortured and beaten in the process. We should learn about all of that. But these American patriots want a country that loves each other, not hates each other. And I'm incredibly proud to be a part of it right now. Good for you. It means a lot to me. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get you know any emotional on you there, but... This is the kind of stuff that changes the world, folks. You are the leaders you've been waiting for. And you are figuring that out. All right, coming up next, sadly, I have a, another growing scandal. But again, some good news is that Republicans are waking up to it. We are figuring it out, how to replicate genius, organizing, highlighting it, using the media to point these scandals out, prevent them from happening again. We're figuring it out. That's coming up next. Have you heard about the Zuckerbuck scandal? Zuckerbuck? You mean Zuckerberg? No, no, Zuckerbuck. Stand by. Coming up next. Let's talk for a second about, listen, embarrassing underarm sweating. Listen, you know those big, sweet tacos that show up at the most inconvenient times? <laughs> Dates, weddings, interviews, the kind that make you feel less confident and extremely uncomfortable? If you don't have to deal with this, consider yourself lucky. But if you do or someone you love deals with uncontrollable sweat, then you know regular store-bought deodorants just don't do the trick. You just don't. That's why you need to check out Sweat Block. This product works. You know, I go in the sauna a lot, kind of off script a bit here. I, I, I have to. I love it. It's, I, I heard a rumor that, you know, uh, heat's no good for cancer. I don't know. I'm not recommending. I'm just saying. So I sit in the sauna a lot every day. They love saunas. The only downside, it teaches you how to sweat really efficient, efficiently. <laughs> found, the, found the cure to that. Sweat Block was created by a doctor to solve his own embarrassing sweat problem. It worked so well, he made a business out of it. Not only did it keep them dry, it kept them dry for an entire week with just one application. It's really seriously that effective. Now, Sweat Block is different than your cheap. Uh, it's, it's different than your cheap two-stick deodorants. It comes in a unique wipe, and you apply it at, on a night before bed. It's really simple. 
Next morning, you wash and then go about your day. Sweat free. Guaranteed. That's right. Guaranteed. Sweatblock has a dry shirt guarantee. Stand dry or your money stay dry or your money back. Get it today at sweatblock.com. We always love promo codes. So I'm going to give you one. Use promo code Bongino for 20% off. Also available at your local CVS. Again, sweatblock.com. Promo code Bongino for 20% off. Go today. <laughs> Stuff really works. I'm not kidding. I'm only laughing because it's sometimes, you know, you read some of these things and this one does the trick. All right. Sadly, another growing scandal. But again, on a positive note, I'm going to leave you with some good news here. Republicans are waking up. Some, there's a core group of them like, hey, what's going on with the whole Zuckerbucks thing? What Zuckerbucks? You know Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. Well, Zuckerberg decided he was going to do his family and his foundation, give a little bit of money for this election type thing that was strange because the money was allocated only to very specific places. And the allegations are the money went specifically to Democratic strongholds, which is really strange. So John Solomon has a story in my newsletter today. It's a, uh, excuse me, it's not John Solomon. It's John Solomon's site. The article's by Daniel Payne and justthenews.com. Be up in my newsletter. Wisconsin officials, again, are waking up and they're saying, hey, Zuckerberg's got no business doing that. Wisconsin official says Zuckerberg-funded group seized control of the 2020 election. The Brown County clerk, Sandy Juno, says the private money displaced career election experts and may have violated state law. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Here it Holding 27.5 yards. Redo first down. What? So Zuckerberg's private money was displacing taxpayer-funded election officials? That's the allegation. That sounds kind of serious. And a lot of people know it's kind of serious. And that's why a couple other people are starting to highlight this topic so this never happens again in an election in the future. Here, from the piece. This is from this election official. She says, listen, we got closer to the November election, and they found out that this outside group, it's called the Center for Tech and Civic Life, the CTCL, that this outside group had come in and was basically trying to redo our forms, their election forms and documents that they use statewide. And these people were from out of state, and they had no business doing that. She says, so they, they were beginning to get involved with things that they didn't have the expertise, she continued. They were working primarily with our five major Democratic-based cities. Isn't that interesting? Working with base cities. So they were breaking the consistency of documents and processes and procedures used statewide. So we have multi-million dollar private money coming from Zuckerberg-funded groups, the CTCL, finding their way specifically to Democrat-led cities and Democrat areas and swing states, and nobody thinks this is a crisis? Can you imagine if this was Koch brother money? If you're a conservative and you're like, wow, what's, what does that mean, Koch brother money? If you're a liberal, you know exactly what I mean. They were a libertarian-leaning group that for decades became the bete noir of liberals. Oh, Coke money, Coke money's here, Coke money there, Coke money here. All of a sudden, we have Zuckerbucks flowing their way into Democrat districts and swing states, and liberals don't seem to care at all, but that doesn't matter because conservatives do. Here's our friend Henry Rogers at the Daily Caller. Again, up in the newsletter today. Exclusive. House Republicans demand to know how a left-leaning group allegedly channeled private funds to election agencies. These are very, very serious allegations, folks. Regarding the money, this is what the letter from the Republican, some of the Republican, Claudia Tenney being one of them, Republican in the House, have sent demanding answers. They say at the end, they put virtually no restrictions on the money as long as it relates to the election. Furthermore, it appears that 92% of CTCL's grants were given to, were given to overwhelmingly Democrat-leaning precincts. That sounds like a problem, folks. Private Zuckerbucks money? Remember the less Coke money agenda? Protest outside Coke headquarters. Make sure there's congressional hearings on it. Again, why are we not replicating genius here? Are we going to re are we going to create mediocrity? No, we're not. I expect to have. I know we don't control the House of Representatives, but if we do, I'd like to have hearings on this. 
Zuckerbucks going to Democratic districts, allegedly paying for some kind of election infrastructure paperwork, private money from a liberal corporation fake book? Hmm. Maybe we should have some demonstrations outside uh, Zuckerberg's headquarters. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Where'd the Zuckerbucks go? All right, there's a lot going on, and I opened up the show. I'm going to tie it together, Tell, showing you again, this has been a bad week for libs. Republicans are all over the Zuckerbuck scandal. The CRT agenda is going down in flames as the rebellion grows bigger around the country. We may have a Chinese spy in our hands who, it, honestly, it doesn't matter as much if he proved Trump right. What matters to me is he can do significant damage to a nuclear-powered enemy of the United States that may have infiltrated our CIA. That's what matters to me. This could be a really bad week for Libs, but that bad week got a lot worse yesterday. They have an election interference bill. That's what it is designed to interfere in elections. It's designed to create havoc and chaos and make it easy to cheat in elections. Damn, that's not what the bill. No, that's exactly what the Democrat HR1 bill says that went down in flames yesterday. It wants to prevent the use of voter ID statewide. Why? Because you want more fraud? You know what, put, put the Washington Examiner story up first. I know we were going to run the video first, but just to show you how Democrats are starting to realize quickly in the rest of the country that we're winning on the voter ID issue. Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. One-third say Biden won only due to voter fraud. Hmm, they're not winning that propaganda battle to the left. Here's second. This part's interesting, too. 80% of Americans want voter ID. We're winning. I know, it. you know, we had a rough... Yeah, I get it. It's been the last few months have not been great. I'm with you. I understand. But we have to start posting some W's or we're not going to get people motivated to take back the country and to join the rebellion we're seeing now. We're winning. The voter ID issue is lost for the Democrats. We spoke the truth that it is racist to fight against voter ID suggesting black people don't know how to get a driver's license is absolutely racist, and we are winning. The Democrats now don't know what to do because their voter interference bill went down in flames. I'm going to tell you a little nugget of it that got missed, by the way. It went down in flames yesterday, and now their only option is to scrap the filibuster to bring it back and pass it. The bill wants to ban voter ID, wants to take over redistricting, it, I mean, this would be a galactic-level nightmare. It would cause chaos like you've never seen before. Wants to make early voting mandatory. This bill would be a disaster. Some states don't want that. Here's the PBS chief propagandist disguising herself as a journalist and not doing it particularly well. Yamichi Alcindor. She makes sure to hit all the focus group tested talking points in this video here. I want you to check this out. She wants. She says that the Democrats, the activists, told her they want tribunals. I guess now they they want, they want the DOJ to start investigating states that do voter ID. They want tribunals, Joe. Tribunals, voter ID. You're going to be subject to a tribunal, I guess. So they want tribunals. Yeah. They want a whole new slate of judges because they don't like the laws people are passing to create secure elections, and they want to overrule democracy and implement the filibuster now. Watch the panic breakout. Yamichi's a Democrat activist, so she's getting this from her activist buddies. Check this out. And about what is the filibuster? We're going to enter into that debate, and we're also going to enter into what is American democracy and who should have access to it. This is fundamentally going to be a debate cast in the in talking to activists and talking to White House officials. This is going to be a debate about what whether or not we want America to be the place that the founders, um, flawed as they may have been, the founders wanted it to be, which is a place where people could vote and people could have access to who were the elected officials. Um, when I talk to uh, activists and civil rights leaders, they tell me that not only, of course, are they going to continue to put pressure on lawmakers to, to put in um, bills and to try to push back on this filibuster issue and to try to get the For the People Act passed. I've been talking to officials who say two other things really need to happen. The first is that the DOJ needs to start taking action to try to figure out whether or not there are ways to stop these state legislatures and these states from trying to take away voting access from Americans. The second thing they tell me um, is that they want to mm -hmm. see now President Biden accelerate um, nominating judges because they 
they see that as the first line of defense against a lot of these laws. So we're entering a phase now that, of course, is going to be about this procedural rule. President Biden has called it at one point a relic of Jim Crow. Um, but we're also going to really enter into, into this post 1-6 world where we really have to ask ourselves whether or not democracy will be protected. <laughs> I, I, re- I, I know it's bad. Sheldon Frost is never good, but I know it's bad. But I am enjoying the Democrat meltdown. They are losing on CRT. Biden's approval rating keeps going down. They are getting crushed on the immigration crisis. They're getting crushed on their voter suppression bills because that's what those bills are, the ones they want, the Democrats. They're getting eaten alive, and now they're in a panic. They want tribunals now. They want tribunals. If you're a state that has voter ID for free and fair elections, they want DOJ investigations. And then, God forbid, the DOJ investigation doesn't go your way. They want new judges to make sure your laws get thrown. You heard the whole clip. I don't need to play it again. You just heard it. And then if that doesn't work, they want to throw out decades, decades, centuries of Democrat, uh, excuse me, of Senate procedure on the filibuster and ditch that too. <laughs> oh, the meltdown. It's just classic to watch. There's one other, one other nugget in this bill, because you may see it come back. The Democrats, they are crazy enough right now, and they are so deranged being that they're losing their their effort to push national racism through CRT and this HR1 bill, this voting bill. I don't know what they're going to do. They may bring it back. But there's a piece in the journal I just want to hit quickly. Uh, Joe Manchin's voting compromise. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, stop buying the Joe Manchin hype in West Virginia. The guy's a liberal whenever the liberals need him. Why you keep voting this guy in? I have a large audience in West Virginia. I love you all. And I know you're not doing it. But why moderate Republicans keep voting in this guy is insane. Manchin is pitching a deal. He's, of course, a registered Democrat. He is a liberal. He pretends to be a Republican to get reelected. And then he goes and does liberal stuff. He's pitching a deal to fix H.R. 1. And one of the nuggets of the deal I want you to pay very close attention to, down in the Wall Street Journal piece. The Manchin memo proposes that Congress, quote, ban partisan gerrymandering and use computer models. It's not clear precisely what Mr. Manchin has in mind. Oh, I know what he has in mind. But skeptics will rightly see this as a plan to turn an overtly political process into a covertly political one that would be controlled by unaccountable technocrats. I know exactly what Manchin is doing. By the way, Manchin's like, yeah, I'm all for voter ID, but my compromise is we can make a utility bill, voter ID. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, a utility bill is not voter ID. You can print a utility bill. Don't you remember that Democrat congressman's son caught on tape talking about how they print utility bills, how easy it is to do? Why does Manchin want a computer-controlled system for congressional redistricting, determine the outlines of your district? Ladies and gentlemen, because where do Democrats live? They live in cities. A lot of them. So the Democrats tend to get, uh, throw away a lot of votes. They win elections in cities for Congress, like New York City. Seriously, 90 to 10, 85 to 15. The Republican has no chance. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem is quite simple. It's a wasted vote. You only need to win an election with 51%. You don't need 85%. Why not spread those other votes around? Well, the answer is because Democrats don't want to spread those other votes around. They want to live in cities with each other. So what about a sophisticated algorithm that could carve up cities and districts to distribute some of those votes a little more evenly and then blame it on the computer? Oh, I'm surprised the Wall Street Journal didn't pick up on that one. That's exactly what they want to do. Do you have any idea how many congressional seats would flip if your suburb or exurb all of a sudden was connected to lower Manhattan? How's that? Oh, there's a sliver of a line of a road a computer figured out? That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to even out the vote count so Democrats can get more seats in Congress and start throwing, stop throwing away all these extra votes. That's why they want a computer system. Don't fall for this scam. It's a joke. Mansion. Tired of his crap, Manchin. Guy's a liberal. Stop falling for the nonsense. Let's get this guy out of here. Folks, last sponsor, and then I've got more. You know what? Let's go. We got to go to the Sheldon White House stuff. Let's skip ahead to that, guys, because I'll get to the fee stuff tomorrow. Do it on the radio show, too, later. Parents, listen up. Here's what's being taught in some public schools. There's no difference between boys and girls, critical race theory, and that math is racist. Social justice is more important than basics like reading and writing. And thanks to Joe Biden, teachers unions just got tens of billions in COVID cash to push all of this junk in your public school classrooms. You want this for your kids? Of course you don't. 
That's why you need to consider my friends at Freedom, Pro- Freedom Project Academy. Unlike public schools, Freedom Project Academy has perfected live online learning for more than a decade. It's built on Judeo-Christian values and classical curriculum. Freedom Project Academy, they're dedicated to providing mastery of their subject matter, not leftist garbage propaganda. Go today. Don't wait. Check them out. They're terrific. Here's the website. Go to freedomforschool.com. That's F-O-R. Freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com to request your free information packet today. There's a reason the average high school graduate is entering college reading at a seventh grade level. Don't let your child be dumbed down. Go to freedomforschool.com and get your child a real education from Freedom Project Academy. Don't wait. Freedomforschool.com. Go today. Freedomforschool.com. I wanted to end with this on a Ron DeSantis strikes again segment. I'll get to this other story tomorrow. The evidence is piling up everywhere that the coronavirus lockdowns actually kill people. Maybe I'll get it to on my radio show today as well. New York Poster. I just want to point out this, you know, leftists are obviously hypocrite frauds with no principles. We know that. But remember Alinsky's rules. Replicate genius. Don't create mediocrity. Saul Alinsky is no friend to liberty or freedom. Not a good man at all. But Alinsky's rules on how to organize are, some of them, very effective. And one of them is always make your political opponents be, uh, uh, marry up to their own rules, abide by their own rules. The left can never do that. They want you to pay higher taxes, but they avoid taxes themselves. They want you to in, uh, sign up for government health care, but when Obamacare affected them, they, they couldn't wait to get out of it. Here is one of the biggest frauds in the U.S. Senate. Liberal hack lunatic Sheldon Whitehouse, senator from Rhode Island, who, according to this New York Post headline, is under fire for membership at an all-white Rhode Island beach club. This is hilarious. This guy is one of the biggest proponents of critical race theory junk and judicial activism you've ever seen in your life. And he's a member of an all-white club in Rhode Island. Now, There was a segment on the online show, The Hill. My friend Amber Athey from The Daily Caller was on. She's great. She's a great conservative. And she's on one of these lunatics from The Hill. I don't know who the other guy is, but the liberal lunatic, he starts talking in the beginning about this story. He's like, oh, Sheldon Whitehouse, liberal Democrat, all white club. That's no big deal. Donald Trump, Mar-a-Lago. They're a bunch of racists. This does not end well at all for the liberal lunatic on the panel. Check this out. I think us using Donald Trump Jr. as an example of, a, you know, someone who is attacking Sheldon Whitehouse on diversity. I'd love to know the diversity quotient of Mar-a-Lago because I can guarantee you that <laughs> well, and most of actually, his Scottish, you know, clubs are actually, not that high. And secondarily, I think you give though. him a lot of credit calling him a Republican operative. Like, yeah. I got a lot of Republican operative friends and they're a lot smarter than Donald Trump Jr. So I think that's a pretty big jump to give him that stuff. No, 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 no defense of Trump Jr. <laughs> or Trump's or anything having to do with Trump, but this can be an issue on its own. And we know, we know how, like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there have been stories. There's probably been a million stories about Mar-a-Lago not being diverse enough or something like, that sounds like well, the New York Times favorite subject. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Amber, you were saying here, I'm actually really glad that Mar- the Mar-a-Lago point was raised because in 1997, Donald Trump actually sued Palm Beach, alleging that the city was discriminating against Mar-a-Lago because it was one of the only clubs at the time in the area that allowed Jewish people and African-American people to become members. So I'm sorry, but that comparison does not hold up at all. <laughs> the, guy, the liberal guy's like, uh, uh. Anyone have a coffee? Decaf? They don't know what to do. See, here's the problem. This is why, again, I know I took the poll. I asked you if I should debate liberals on my show. 86% of you said yes. 16% of, uh, excuse me, 14% said no, we shouldn't. This is why I like to debate liberals. They just don't know what they're talking about ever. Donald Trump's club admitted minorities and Jewish people, and there was a lawsuit over it. On his behalf to keep and make sure that that stayed that way. But this guy on the liberal panel has no idea, of course, because they just don't know anything. Hat tip Amber Athey for knowing stuff. Here's Sheldon Whitehouse, by the way, responding in an embarrassing clip about why he's a member of an 
all-white club in Rhode Island. Apparently, his wife owns some shares, according to this reporter. Check this out. Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey's Beach Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Um, do you have concerns in 2021? I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You had remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Um, your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club, again, in this day and age, um, you know, should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. Uh, I think we just need to work our way through the issues. Thank you. The car's here. You have to get to uh, so Folks, don't worry. As long as it's an all-white club, but it's a traditional all-white club, it's all good. Don't you worry. Sheldon Whitehouse told you that. And he says, by the way, yeah, I, I'm sure people are working on it, but I, I thought he was the anti-racist. He's a CRT guy. It's supposed to be anti-racist, anti, anti right? That's, that's what they said, right? By the way, I'm not suggesting anybody in the club is a racist. Because unlike leftists, I don't make allegations I can't prove. And I can't prove that. I don't know. Maybe no minority members wanted to join. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't make baseless allegations. I'm just suggesting that these are the people making baseless allegations against every white person in America claiming they're an oppressor. And all of those white people happen to be in one club in Rhode Island with no black people to respond. And they're accusing us of being the oppressors. That is really weird. Really weird. Oh, no, I can't. He wants to know, can you imagine if it was a conservative club? No, no, I can't. Because it would be on the front page of every newspaper around the globe. And the Chinese would be feeding it to liberals in this country to divide the country further. Don't let this go. I want questions on it every single day. Every day. Live by your own rules. You like the Ipecac syrup? Drink it. All right, we're going to wrap up with some good news today. CNN accidentally admits that Ron DeSantis strikes again. I, I love that segment so much, I always get caught dancing to the segment afterwards by head bopping, and I am not a good dancer or a head bopper. CNN, of all places, I'm, I'm stunned, but hey, truth is truth. I think this is Poppy Harlow. I don't know. I always have a tough time identifying CNN anchors because nobody watches them. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not trying. I think it's Poppy Harlow. She's on with this hapless zero of a politician we have in Florida, Nikki Freed. I mean, a, a completely unaccomplished, total political zero. She wants to run for governor against Ron DeSantis. Um, and CNN has her on it. She's she's just lying about Ron DeSantis as often as she can. You know, that's what liberal politicians do. And even CNN calls her out and she doesn't know what to say and gets humiliated. I bet she thought this was going to be a fluff piece. Didn't work out the way she thought. Here's CNN admitting Ron DeSantis strikes again. The, the data backs it up. I mean, Florida has a 4.8% unemployment rate, well below the national average. Uh, the per capita death rate from COVID-19 is 27th, nowhere near the highest. Do you think he deserves credit for that? No, I don't think he deserves credit. Um, he had a very laissez-faire, laissez hands-off approach to COVID. First of all, there was a lack of transparency during the entire pandemic. He had you know, no information that was coming out of our nursing homes, no information that was coming out of our prisons. He moved. He, he was one of the quickest governors to move to, to lock down the nursing homes, the opposite of what happened here in New York. Well, what the problem was is that he also wasn't giving information and so made orders very confusing to the people of our state. Local governments are the ones that stepped up and took leadership here. And then he dismantled their power along the way. So the people that really should take credit for what is happening here in our state are our local governments, are our local businesses that also stepped up, are our food stores that made sure that there was social distancing inside of them, the restaurants that made sure that they had the QR codes. So it's the private businesses and our local governments that stepped up. Ron, the entire time, not only was not empathetic towards the people of our state, but was very confusing on the way he was leading I, our state. I, 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 I... Okay, I, I hear your points on the messaging. I'm just asking you, Commissioner, since you're running to be governor of Florida, about the hard data while Ron DeSantis was and remains governor. And you can't argue that the unemployment rate in Florida right now is half what it is in New York and California. And 
it is 27th on the list when you look at COVID deaths. My question is, all your criticism of him saying he didn't shut down soon enough, calling for mask mandates statewide, looking at the data, did he have it right and did you have it wrong? <laughs> Dude, come on. We need more than one. That's a double. That's a solid double. That's a solid double. Solid double. <laughs> she thought that was going to be a bunt, bunt, bunt. Remember that movie, Big Fat Greek Wedding? That's a bunt, a bunt. Talking about the cake. It was a bunt. And she gets totally steamrolled and then lies. She was, by the way, local officials did it, not Ron DeSantis. Did Nikki Freed miss the segment where local Democratic officials backed up Ron DeSantis' approach to the coronavirus? Did she miss all that when the fake whistleblower emerged? Because I'm actually down in Florida. She claims to be an elected official from Florida. You think she'd know that? Democrat local elected officials backed up Ron DeSantis' approach. What a loser. What a loser. Holy Moses, the Democrats, you've got to have a better bench than this. Hey, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Don't miss my radio show today. I have Jennifer Van Lahr. We will discuss this just incredible story we started the show today about this potential Chinese spy. She is the one who broke the story, so hat tip to her. Um, don't miss that interview. Also, check out my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino, if you want to watch the show on video. Thanks, folks. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.